Welcome to Shenanigans. Hey, hey, it's Aisha. Hey, it's Jenny. Yo, baby, what's up? It's Tyra. And we are a dose of melanin empowerment that is a reminder of how bomb you are and how dope you can be. Featuring edutainment about beauty, life, and health mixed with a true depiction of how strong she can be. Welcome to the podcast. Yo, what up? Hi. We told y'all we was coming back. We back, baby. Back, back, back. What it do, baby? Run it back. The run it back thing. That's not what it was. And then that, and then that, and then that. What's the song? Bring it back. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Come on in. Come on in. Come on in into Come the on. room. The shenanigans. The shenanigans. We back with another episode. After giving y'all one last week, we promise we'll never do this again. This yeah. is a treat. <laughs> if you've been rocking right. with us for a while, we used to do this. We used to do this. And we ain't about that life no more. We're not. We, we've, we've learned to uh, to pick our battles, and this was not one of them. Yeah. Yes. You can only do what you can. <laughs> do what right. you can. Quality <laughs> over quantity. Yes. You know, we want y'all to come back. Right. And join us. Right. Yes. And we've learned that the less episodes we deliver, the better but the content be fresh <laughs> it be rich fresh and rich and you engaging know. y'all be hitting us up it be authentic and real rap raw yeah so all right <laughs> well last week we talked about being black blackity black i'm black, black, black y'all and, and i'm black y'all and i'm blackity black and i'm black y'all Jenny, you have redeemed yourself after not knowing Roddy Rich. So, first of all, that's different. That is different. (laughs) You don't know that? Oh, sister. That's different. Like, this song is new. Oh. I'm gonna. Which is. So what? Why you should know it? No. No. I don't. I I mean, I heard it. I mean, it's a good song. What? I said it's a good First song. First of all, she's about to say, it's okay. I wasn't. She, How she know? She ain't heard it. She just said, I, I heard, heard it. it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I listened to it. And I thought she said, it was okay. I like it. Mm, it's all right. It's all right. That's what she wants to <laughs> say. That's what she wants to say. But she Never don't want y'all dragging her through these streets. Basically. So. I'm going to tell my breath. No, no, don't do that. I am. Oh. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You you have a right to speak your opinion, even if it is different from ours, Jennifer. <laughs> Does she? Yes, I know. Yes, I we don't judge. We mm. judge, but we don't really judge. I don't even know if that makes sense, but y'all know what I'm saying. You gonna bring Yenny or Jenny today? Because she been real Yennifer. Yennifer. Yennessy. You no, know, I don't know. It's just Yennessy. <laughs> Yenny. Yenny what? and lemonade. Yenny and lemonade. <laughs> I just want y'all to meet her for the one time. Like, just just hold hold tight. Y'all gonna have a chance. Y'all gotta meet Jennifer like this year. Yeah, she'll yes. she'll pop out. She'll pop out. She, she definitely was just popping out all and popping way, off all the way till we hit record. No. Well, yes, but that wasn't <laughs> okay. What's the so? <laughs> um, you know, icebreaker for the week. It's real simple. What's your favorite Disney character? Oh my 
goodness well i just had this in mind i don't know i don't know its name but it's the um i really like the movie um the emperor's new groove mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's my yeah i like that movie a lot. the the main character yeah Emperor. no wait well yeah the one yeah. that turns into a, yes. the club dude. yeah yeah I don't know his name. I'm either. not gonna say what that reminds me of. Anyway, okay. Mine's Cruella. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. She got money. Oh. She wears furs and from shit. puppies. <laughs> the fuck? Call Peta. <laughs> fuck them dogs. Really? <gasps> fuck them dogs. <gasps> fuck the dogs. <laughs> fuck them dogs. <laughs> fuck them dogs. Oh, they be my. all right. I God. love puppies. I love dogs, but I feel her. She you feel a, her. Cruella, bad bitch. Corella is a bad bitch. She's wearing dog. She a ba- she's wearing bad bitches. Oh, <laughs> she's wearing bad bitches. Oh my goodness. Oh my Y'all are judging. Oh, We're you not. just said we judge, but we don't judge. I don't, don't come judge. for me. I'm I, double I, down I and on Cruella. Do I'm double down and on Cruella. I like uh, Lord Farquaad. You would. <laughs> From Shrek. Yo, he's, you yo, would. he's funny as hell. He okay? got a Napoleon he complex because he's small. He's small, but he be like, look in the mirror and tell me how fine I am. Tell me I can have any woman I can. Everybody around him be like, yeah, you can have whatever you want. They tell him all the shit you want. Yeah, <laughs> of course they do. So they ask don't get in trouble. Exactly. <laughs> That's how I like people around me to yes, operate. Yes, you do. And... <laughs> Listen. What Jenny said, I don't want no smoke. I don't want none. I don't want none. Shut. I don't want none. So Jenny gonna tell you, uh, yep, you look good. You can have whatever ooh. you want. She don't want no smoke. Look, tell me what I need to hear. Bloop. And on that note, <laughs> our fellow shenanigans friends, we gotta get we gotta give our listeners like a, a name, like a group. I don't know. It's, it'll come to me. Yeah. Maybe we'll ask y'all on Twitter. Yeah. We'll ask y'all someplace. Yeah, what they want to be called. Yeah. But. Because all I got right now is Shanaynays. Well, it was our sister <laughs> friends, right? Or but we got brother for? friends, too. I know, too. I know. We, I can, know. we can sister friends and brother friends for now. That's so long. Can we just, like, have one name? <laughs> After you just suggested. No. Oh, you I were know, saying what I we used to. Was that okay. that was well, friends. Thing. Tell us what your uh, favorite Disney characters are. They can be villains. Don't feel uh, bad if your favorite character, because you know Ursula was a close second for mine. I like all the villains. So let us know what your favorite characters are. Y'all already know where to hit us up, but if it's your first time listening, you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram under the same name, at shenanigans underscore pod. And this week... Y'all are getting really spoiled because we have another guest. Yes. Yes. We do. If you didn't know uh, the strength of she, which is who we operate under, we are doing a campaign called Black and Woman. You know, just celebrating our blackness during Black History Month in February, highlighting our womanhood, Mm -hmm. talking about our struggles being black and women, you know. So this week we're going to talk to one of our favorite friends about, you know, just the whole her whole black woman experience. Yeah. We've loved Joy for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she used to always come to our events. Uh, she did, like, some interviews for us when she was, uh, when she had, like, her own platforms. 
And uh, yeah, so we just want to have her on the show, A, because she's hilarious. She comes with unique perspectives, um, especially as you'll hear through her story. But yeah, let's jump right into it. Sounds good. Hello. Joy. Joy. Hey. Joy. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We miss you. Thank you. Real quick, real quick. Just what y'all was doing at 24, so I know I'm doing it right. What? What you was doing at 24. Oh, what was I doing at? Oh, Oh, shit. shit. You know, that was a long ass time ago. You don't want to know what I was doing at 24. I was never that old. Please. Well, well, I'm about to be 30. At 24, 24? I was okay, getting... so you remember 24? I was getting married at 24. 24. Don't do that. Okay, um... <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Wait a few years on that shit. Okay. I broke up with somebody the week after my 24th birthday, so... And then I started a new job. Started a new job. I did. Then I started another job. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember 24 trying to get used to getting oh. paychecks okay real so money. money yeah yeah. I really didn't get it right until I was like 28 and then it started clicking for me alright well next subject I don't want to hear but be better than me though. be better than be us better. This, this is the moral of the story yes be better than me no you know what the moral of the story is at 24 do not feel like you're behind yes right because okay. so many young women like entering that mid-20s phase always feel behind and you're not like yes. you have so much time to do shit and to get shit mm-hmm. right like more than you realize so don't feel behind at all because even at 30 i still feel like i got a lot of time because i know yeah so yeah don't feel behind your 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 track is your track and your story is your story tell them and that's that i like it it. thank you you're welcome (laughs) welcome. well joy we are doing um some special episodes for shenanigans these next upcoming weeks um we're having some guests you know we do not have guests often uh but we have always wanted to have you on the show because we're like joy is hilarious first of all um and we love her and so we wanted to have you on the show oh as we talk about (laughs) um one of our campaign topics and so we just launched if you saw some of our new gorgeous photos that came out last week launched our black and woman campaign so it's all about being black and being a woman and all the intersection uh intersexuality sectionality and sexuality (laughs) all the above um in between uh so we just wanted to chat it up with you today and tyra's gonna kind of lead into our topic all right so what what'd you say i told you i need a shirt because my shirt is dingy and ratchet oh my gosh (laughs) all right sis (laughs) it has been a few years it's been a while yeah it looks like i've been real booked and real 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 (laughs) hilarious so what has been some of your challenges being a black woman and how did you face them 
for me, one of my main challenges with being a black woman is um, was getting comfortable with the idea that I'm a black woman. <laughs> yeah. I have always, um, I've always been raised around black women. Um, I know it's the only black woman in my family, um, but I've always seen the same kind of black woman, and I knew that I didn't want to be one of those. So I had to create my new image for what type of black lady I want to be when I grow up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just had a whole bunch of church ladies, single women, and. I'm like, that's cool. Y'all look very responsible in that sense, but I don't want that for myself. So me being able to create what a black woman looks like to me is not necessarily a, a beautician with a shop or a single mom or the lady that can pick up their kids and go do everything at the same time. Like I knew that the type of black lady I wanted to be, I never seen before. Hmm, I like that. I like that. So Malcolm X said that the most disrespected person in America is a black woman. The most unprotected person in America is a black woman. And the most neglected person in America is a black woman. Do you agree? I would have to say it's kind of, but more so black girls. Before yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that black girls are not protected enough. Black girls aren't really listened to. Black girls are told how to be. So by the time mm. you become a black woman, you are kind of used to not being protected. Kind of what you expect at that point. That's good. I, I definitely yeah, agree. I can see that. Yeah, especially with the... Uh I don't know if it's just because we have social media, but you start to see more and more of us just disappearing. Mm -hmm. Like, where are we going? Mm -hmm. And then we don't get any media coverage about us, um, you know, especially with kids and all of that. So I I definitely agree with that. And you would just think that it would be so much more. Like, I just remember in high school, just the Coney 20 foot, like, that being such a thing. I just was talking about that the other day. And just we really be advocating about people everywhere and there's so many girls it's just gary alone like in our backyard yeah are missing you post you share you know missing once or twice and then that's just it Mm -hmm. and it's just it's so weird to me how we aren't regarded as like let's find them (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's wrong that's another black girl missing and it's just it just seems like i said it starts off as you're when you're a girl so by the time you become a black woman, it's like you're kind of desensitized to so much stuff about yourself. You're used to that treatment. Yeah. Yeah. And even on the on the a flip side of that, talking about being unprotected, like having our identity be unprotected too. Like I know we talked a little bit last week about um how representation like the representation we have today is so much better than it was when we were younger but now i think we're flooded with so much mm-hmm. that you kind of almost kind of like what joy was just talking about not really seeing yourself and in, in every woman you're seeing so then how do i identify myself as a black woman when i have so many different um ways that it's being shown that I should be and maybe I don't fit in that so mm-hmm. you know where do I fit still mm-hmm. even with having representation now yeah like I never really saw me growing up <laughs> like I 
I always was, was, you know, they used to have like the ghetto test. <laughs> like I had to learn playing and stuff. Like I just wasn't, I didn't feel black enough. So being mm. a black woman was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a black woman, but I'm not as quote unquote sassy as I should be, or I can't really fight. So I don't know if I'm really a black woman enough to be able to step out like this. I, I, the things that I've always regarded. What other people have regarded being black woman stuff is just like not nothing I, I ever really wanted for me. So it's just it's cool now seeing so many different types of people. Like Insecure was probably the first time I saw myself on TV. Like, mm-hmm. Wow, wow. And wow. she's like me. Like Raven was cool, but she could dress and I can't. <laughs> I was gonna that's all I was gonna say. What made you feel like or you know, what were some of the things that made you feel like you couldn't really identify with anybody? Well, I always was uh, a masculine girl. I've always been more tomboyish. Mm-hmm. That was never nothing on T V and then when it was it was like a full A G stud and it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm all of that. Yeah. <laughs> I know that I ain't in the poo so, <laughs> that was different like figuring out how I am with it as myself and me personally I always have struggled with body image because it's, my family is just a, a bigger family Yeah. so I have never had to love a skinny woman in my life and I am not sick by any means <laughs> so having to accept my body and love my body as a black woman that's the and short mm. when I got a family full of BBWs I was, I was looking forward to my Dawkins booty and my Dawkins tip yeah mm-hmm. I never got it so now what do I do with this body mm. I still black woman enough cause I ain't got a full C like it just it always it always is different because the, the type of woman that I like, I've never seen it yeah and it's, and it's happened more and more as I've as I got older, um, and you know, that kind of goes into like the community that I built for myself, my support system of, okay, I know I don't have anybody that I see is the woman that I want to be, but I like, I like how she does it. And I love how she dresses. And she's very nice to her husband. Oh, she's a great mom. So I would like to take bits and pieces and I'm building my community with mm-hmm. the women that I want to be. Mm-hmm. So, with you like building your community and your support system, do you feel like you just recently start doing that, or was that something that you've done like over the years as you grew into who you felt like you are as a black woman? Well, um, you know, as far as like the intersectionality of it all, my first identity that I realized I I needed to to find a home in was in me being queer. So I started off making my community on people that could support me in that because I came from a super religious family. So I started building my community early, but it wasn't as far as building the woman that I wanted to be, mm-hmm. okay. being comfortable in the woman that I think I am right now. <laughs> and how was that journey for you? I know you shared, uh, I know you shared your, like, your coming out story before on, like, Facebook and stuff like that, but would you mind sharing a bit of what that journey was like? Are you too? Well, um, well, I just came from a really super religious family. Um, super, super religious family. Uh, we had the only Christian bookstore in the city. Like, 
we was Jesus. She told everybody Sunday school, church robes and ties and house robes, right? We was Jesus folks. <laughs> and she's like, okay, now, Jesus don't really like the game, so what do I say? And I always knew early on that I was attracted to women, so I didn't know how to express that. Mm-hmm. And my mom always had a cool relationship, but I was the type of kid that would, like, stand outside the door and, like, prep myself for, like, 20 minutes before I asked to go outside because I'm just nervous. Mm-hmm. And I, like, prep myself to come out to my mama for, like, you. <laughs> so it just it didn't work. And when I did, it was terrible. It mm-hmm. was so terrible. She couldn't take it. And it was more... <laughs> I was dragged to a lot of churches. And a lot of holy orders was put on me. And a lot of pastors were putting their hands on my forehead and sending me back. It was a lot. So that kind of broke my trust in my family because y'all, I can't talk to y'all. Last time I did, y'all put me in deliverance boot camp. So how can I even tell you that I don't feel comfortable with my body if mm-hmm. I can't even tell y'all what I like? How can I tell you what I don't like if I can't tell you what I do like? Mm-hmm. So that that was a lot for me that's a big reason why i don't even live there because i i want to have the comfortable like the the, the room to be able to build myself mm-hmm. and not be stuck in something you know if i if i do this and then i don't tomorrow well i thought you was thought you was a lesbian like, no i never said that i just like <laughs> boxers but niggas are cute too <laughs> <laughs> Because they don't understand what I'm doing, I yeah. cannot coach you all as I'm figuring it out myself too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you manage, because you have like all of these ways that you can be discriminated against, being mm-hmm. black, being a woman, and then adding this queer part to it. So how do you remain confident knowing that you have all of these, you know, things that can be negative coming your way? Just building my confidence on what I do know. I'm so confident on I don't know so much shit, it helps. I know that I don't know shit. I know it. So you can't make me feel bad about it, and you can't you, you can't twist my head around about it, because I know. You know what they say? You know, a person that knows they don't know nothing is the smartest one in the room. Like, mm-hmm. with me understanding that about myself, you can't make me feel bad, because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing either. <laughs> so who are you to try to figure it out for me? Yeah. What does uh what does vulnerability mean to you, and what does that look like uh, in your life? I think that exact thing. I think vulnerability means knowing that I don't know what's happening mm-hmm. and being okay with that. I have messed up a lot of stuff trying to figure out something when it's not nothing to figure out. A lot of stuff just comes from experience and me trying to figure out what's going on has. <laughs> fuck me up so me understanding that I'm I'm fresh I'm I have I'm impressionable still I don't know what is happening but I'm figuring it out that's good that's what about y'all um I think for me vulnerability has to deal with me being honest with myself and mm. being transparent in what it is that I'm feeling or I'm going through and then being comfortable enough to say how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. you know, having that honesty about my emotions. And like she said, what I do know and what I don't know mm-hmm. with people around me. 
Yeah. I feel like for me, um, vulnerability or what it means to me has kind of changed within the last year. And it changed because um, I kind of learned or I accepted this concept of owning whatever it is that I'm doing and owning my mistakes and owning my feelings and owning whatever like I was putting out. Um, And so I feel like it allowed me to kind of go look inward on a lot of things and just being um, like I was saying, honest with yourself um, and really building that relationship with who you are Mm -hmm. and just being confident in all like all of your flaws and, you know, all the things that you appreciate and don't appreciate about yourself. Yeah. Um, for me, like I talk about all the time, I think coming, I used to have like those same, I used to have to, uh, build myself up before I talked to my parents a lot too. Uh, what I used to talk, what well, I talked about on many other episodes. So especially to have just general conversations cause we weren't a huge personal feels talking family. Um, and you know, you keep your business to yourself and you don't share with others. And that's a lot of who I am now is sharing things that I go through and you know personal stories so for me like that's my ultimate way Mm -hmm. of showing my vulnerability it's not keeping those experiences to myself to help other people so because it's like a relief when you do it yeah it's so hard trying to hold all that stuff in Mm -hmm. that you're thinking and that you're feeling yeah the whole i'm trying to be strong and i'm trying to be strong for everybody right right you know i think sometimes there's a lot of negative connotation to being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and so people don't want to you know Mm -hmm. put their guard down but it's such a relief when you actually do Do it it. and you feel confident enough Mm -hmm. to do it I think with and that, like, how many people are doing it too? Like, right. That's mm-hmm. the part about vulnerability that I love. Is like, as soon as you open up your mouth about, like, yo, this, this, I don't like this, and it kind of even hurts me, but I don't even tell nobody this. Like, as soon as you say it, three other people are looking at you like, girl, I've been hurt too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's so nice to just realize, like, the world has been around way before you got me. Yeah. So ain't nothing that you really be going through that nobody else has mm-hmm. ever been through. So once you vocalize it, like, I, I just was saying, I want to learn more words just so that I can articulate myself better. Because I know what I want to say. Mm-hmm. I can't really say it. But if you just say it, say what you know a little bit, somebody else can finish that sentence because they've been through that same thing. Right. Oh, I, I, I don't know. They looking at me. You can't see them look at me, but they looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yo, what? My light is <laughs> Hey, that's hilarious. So, um, speaking of vulnerability, um, do you ever have times where you just feel like, you know, you're strong all the time? And then do you ever get tired of just being strong all the time? Yes, so much. (laughs) So much. Um, I've I make a big deal out of being responsible. <laughs> mm. I think it's like uh, me overcompensating for being short, maybe, and I want to feel like I'm the tall person in the room, <laughs> but I got to get everything <laughs> under control. But I always am trying to make sure everything is set. I make a big deal out of living by myself, too. So it's like, if I mess up, I'm on the streets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I make sure that everything is right. So I feel confident because 
I've been on my own for some time. I moved out of my mama's house and I was like 21, well 20, and I've been in Indianapolis away from my family for the last three, four years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you're doing your thing, girl. But then in the back, I'm like, okay, but I really don't know if I got enough PTO to just have a mental health day to myself. <laughs> and that would be really nice if I could afford it, but mm-hmm. I don't think that I can. And that right there is just like, the big scale like okay what about me and responsibility can i like shift to still be comfortable because i am my own teammate a lot of times mm-hmm. i don't have nobody else there to check me and say chill sis so i have to make sure that i'm that voice in my head to say like you got it you don't you can relax and relaxing doesn't have to be taking a month off of work or nothing like that but relaxing can be Okay, I'm not going to pick up my phone for the next 12 hours. And that'll be just what I need to get myself recharged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Felt. Yeah. I think we all, uh, <laughs> we try to do that in different ways. I got tapped a few times last week about um, not recharging properly and not. <laughs> I'm taking time for myself. I still haven't since uh, those conversations. I did a little bit, but it, to your point, like it can be hard, especially mm-hmm. if you feel like you just have a lot of responsibilities and you know your to do list extra long. And people say, "I'll oh, be there the next day." Like I hate when people tell me that. Like that actually makes my anxiety worse. I know it'll be there the next day, and so will 500 other things that are due <laughs> tomorrow. Like that's right. why I need to do it today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I completely feel you on that. Like it's really, it's really hard to kind of check out. I'm getting better at it, at being able to see when I need to chill. Cause like when I first started, oh my God, I thought I could do everything. Like when I first moved out here by myself, I'm like, I'm gonna be a full-time student and I'm gonna work two jobs and I'm gonna pick up skates. Cause everybody in that little skate. I was doing it good at first. Oh, oh my God. Like, Let's keep on doing stuff. Let's do it. And it was like, yo, I started breaking out. And then I was losing weight. And I'm like, I already said I ain't too big to begin with. So losing weight really was like, all right, you what's, what's happening? And then, like I said, I found new different ways to recharge. I don't have to put my phone down all the time. Or maybe I can just walk around or something. But I or read a book. Like, check out, listen to one of y'all podcasts. Like, it's I've found different ways to recharge where it doesn't feel like such a task because taking time out for yourself shouldn't feel like a task. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem to be like another item on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it really has to be, though. Like, it shouldn't feel like that, but sometimes in order for you to really do it, you have to schedule that. time especially if you're spread thin you know Mm -hmm. Aisha mama she works she do Mm -hmm. she she been like this for as long as I've known her before she was married and before she Mm -hmm. had a kid she been like this forever so sometimes you like people who don't know how to stop doing it some people especially black women because we're everything to everybody we don't know how to stop being everything to everybody so sometimes Mm -hmm. you really do have to intentionally schedule it and make it just another thing that you have to do yeah. before you yeah. fall apart yeah for real yeah. i literally no, put real. meditation on my to-do list journal mm-hmm. on my to-do list or you know because there's plenty of nights where it's on my to-do list and i skip it mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we, I have to. I know this may be easier said than done, but I've gotten to a point where it's I would put, you know, me time or certain stuff for myself on my to do list and like I just said, like I would like skip over it all the time. And one thing that I had told myself or made a promise to myself is that, you know, this would be the first thing on my to do list if I have to, you mm. know, have like if I and putting it on my list so I can make sure I, that I get it done. Because if I don't have that time, then I'm not able to inv- invest or do other things that I need to get done. Yeah. But it's so hard. It's real hard. And then I look at, like, my burnout work. Like, mm. my, I would much rather relax and then do it because burnout work is just half-assed. It's trash. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> I'm like... Right? I'm like, y'all thought that was good? Shit, let me get a full eight hours of sleep and see what I can do. (laughs) (laughs) For real. How do you feel like we can change the narrative of being strong and or angry black women? Uh, Because that's something we hear a lot. Um, (laughs) Trying to ship out of that narrative. What are some things that we can, can do to help that or change that for me words have really helped um just understanding that words mean things and it is a big a lot of the words that i use and even us as black women use are customary to our culture Mm -hmm. so a lot of times they can be misconstrued by somebody that's not part of our culture um i've Example at work, I got I got in trouble for saying something. I was like, you know, I don't want to see nobody ragged kids, and I got in very much trouble. Like, oh no, my kids are not dirty. They were off top the guys. I'm like, whoa, that's what raggedy means. Raggedy just means like, ew, like it's just whoa. I was not. I'm so sorry, ma'am. I do not mean to offend you. I uh, okay. Let me, let me use better words. I don't want to see children. Not even know children. Is that word? Like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but like using better words because I, I like to, I, I know what I mean and I want you to know what I mean. So let me find the right word so you can get it because volume control is not something I just have and I'm passionate when I speak and I don't want you mm-hmm. to think that I'm yelling at you because I'm passionate. Yeah. So let me use the right word to explain to you what I'm saying. Because, like, I, I couldn't believe that she thought I called her rag, like, dirty because I said raggedy. Raggedy. <laughs> raggedy. <laughs> it, it, it was the whole thing. I got rolled up. It was, it was, oh, no. Was, you don't know who could be offended by calling them dirty, calling their kids dirty. And I'm like, okay, well, words mean things. Oh, shit. Yes, words definitely mean things. My last question for you is what is your favorite thing about being a black woman? I love that we have done so much and it's so weird that I'm just now finding out about so much thanks to the internet. Shout out to Google and everything else on the, <laughs> the internet. But it's just so much of our history that has been lost that it's amazing how much black women have contributed to so much of society. And it's just so much covered up that you don't even know. It's like we we're like the playmakers. And I, I, I love that. But you don't got to know that we did it, but we did. Mm-hmm. We're behind every strong movement. Everything that was amazing in this country, we had our hand in. 
That's true. Yeah. We made the flag, goddammit. We, we, we cold. We are. We truly are. Well, thank you for talking with us. I wish we could talk. Thank you so much. Joy, what are you up to these days? Um, more of figuring the fuck out of what I'm doing. <laughs> um, I plan on moving out of Indianapolis. Because uh, me being out here was just an experiment to see if I could take care of my stuff. And I think I did well. I you did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for a blessing. I just went home, man. And I, I did what I was supposed to do here, I think. And now I want to figure out the next thing. I'm I'm good at so much stuff, and I just want to figure out which stuff I want to stick to forever. Yeah. So, guess that's the fun of it all. Like, that's the best part of growing up, is finding out what you what you like. There's so much stuff I don't know that I like and don't know until you figure it. So, I, I, it's just exciting. <laughs> That's all I can say. It's exciting not knowing what the fuck is going on. Because it just seems so much possibility, so much room for amazing things to happen. So, I'm just waiting for amazing stuff to happen now. Keep that. Because yeah. some people are so scared mm-hmm. with new things. Mm-hmm. But keep that energy for real with you. Because you'll go far and, and with ex- uncertainty yeah yeah that's what yeah, i mean like people yeah. are so scared about i don't know what's next and uh-huh. you're embracing it yeah and that's gonna set you apart from so people. many people out here well, thanks guys you're i welcome. love you aisha i love you jen and i love you tyra <laughs> love you too bye bye All right, now it's time for our segments, and we're going to kick this off with the Be Well segment. Yes. Where we're going to inhale the good shit and exhale the bullshit. And this week, we're going to talk about how (laughs) black women can take better care of themselves. So, do y'all think y'all do a good job of taking care of yourselves? No. And how do y'all know? First no, of all, no, no. My, <laughs> oh, oh, break out a song then, shawty. Um, <laughs> last week, my therapist literally told me, she was like, you know, you don't look like yourself today. You don't seem like yourself. Your energy feels like off. And so I'm like telling her about my week. And I'm like, yeah, I had like five hours of sleep every day this week. And I just had this and this and this going on. She's like, oh, okay. Like, I just want you to understand that if you do a few more days, like you're at right now I promise you you're gonna be in the hospital from exhaustion she was like that's why you look like this today because you're exhausted I was like yeah I'm like thoroughly aware but I have a lot of shit to do so I don't know what you want me to do um and so yeah I'm still trying to like reel it back in Mm -hmm. get yourself together get myself together figure out figure figure out all the things like Mm -hmm. I tweeted uh the other night like the thing for last week was ask for help Mm -hmm. Um, because I don't not that I don't feel like I have people to ask help from Mm -hmm. I just feel like the things I can ask for help with are not many Mm -hmm. and they're minute compared to the list that I have that's specifically for me and so um, it, it can be hard for me to identify like what I can really ask for help with and what I can't Forget it. What about you, Jin Jin? 
did you ask like how do we know when we are not taking care of mm-hmm. ourselves um well since it's something that i feel so often um i've <laughs> come to be really comfortable with the feeling but um for me it would be when i just feel really really like overwhelmed or mm-hmm. i feel like time is just like um going by and i can't like get a grasp or, or hold of it mm-hmm. um and so I, I have to, like, when I feel like, okay, I have to, like, um, slow myself down, that's when I feel like I'm not really taking care of myself because I'm just kind of, like, going, 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 and I'm not doing things that are, you know, just the basic minimum things that you should be doing to kind of, like, take, you know, taking care of yourself. So yeah. oftentimes I have to make sure that I'm, you know, like, sticking to my to-do list and, like, slowing myself down so I can kind of see the bigger picture and not just kind of be in the moment and going, going, going. <laughs> okay so i'm about to give y'all some tips on how to take better care of yourself um you know we my fellow it. black women because like i said we are always everything to everybody and sometimes nothing to ourselves so um we gonna we gonna do better in 2020 you know because like we always say you cannot pour from an empty cup so the first thing that you have to do is be honest with yourself on how you feel. And it doesn't have to be like a big declaration to the world, but if you are not okay, just tell yourself, I am not okay right now. Yeah. You know, you just have to be honest. I think, you know, we have pushed through that feeling of I'm not well right now, but I got to get this done. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that, you know, uh, with social media and all of that and all these different platforms for black women telling us it's okay to not be okay. And we need those reminders, you know, that, you know, you just need yeah. to be honest with how you're feeling at the time. Yeah. Um, the second thing you can do is listen to your body. So if your body tells you that you need uh, more nutrition that you, or mm. better nutrition, mm-hmm. you know, because I can always tell, and I'm sure y'all do too, because y'all eat way better than me, but <laughs> uh, we had like a salad bar work mm-hmm. one day and I was like, oh my God, I just ate my salad. I don't have the itis. Mm. I feel energetic for the second half of my day. Yeah. I felt good versus I'll be ready for a nap, yeah. you know after i eat my big hearty pasta is usually probably what i have oh boy it'd be so good though but i could tell a difference yeah depending on how i eat if you need hydration Mm. water my body tells me with headaches and we talked about that before i just don't feel good when i don't drink enough water yeah so listen to your body just in general um and the third one kind of goes in the second one and i'm always look to aisha when i say this but get enough sleep people you need your rest not just like rest of like sitting down and not doing anything because you need that but actual quality REM sleep quality sleep I (laughs) sometimes I take Benadryl to go to sleep because I will just stay up I'll just keep staying up yeah so in order for me to get adequate sleep especially on nights that I have to work I just have to take a Benadryl call it a day do melatonin do what you need put your phone on do not disturb drink some sleepy time tea do all of that Mm. i i I, you need to be you need to do hypnosis or something (laughs) and i still go to bed at 1 30 2 o'clock i don't know i don't know i'm about to again tonight sleep 
So I'm in a space where it's like, I feel like I'm not taking care of myself properly. And I've like, you know, these past two months, I really told myself I wanted to be really intentional with my time and my energy this year and really focus on the things that are most important to me, um, as well as being able to do all the things I need to get done. So one thing that I feel, I feel like I'm kind of stuck in between of like, how do I get these things done, but also take care of myself? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I, I'm in a, I'm at a part where it's like, okay, well, maybe I, I just am dealing with too much. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like, well, what if you feel like everything that it is that you have to do, you want to do and you need to do it. So it's just like, how do you get it done? <laughs> you know, like, is there a such thing of having too much on your plate when yes. these things are what you consider important to you? And I don't. Yeah, I think for me, I had to be more realistic about what I can personally get done in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and not so much to give myself anxiety, like how Aisha had talked about, you know, um, and she had previously talked about, you know, having anxiety with your to do list and all of that. And, you know, saying I'll put it off to the next day. And that just makes her more anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have to like recreate, refigure out because I will plan out stuff and it don't ever pan out how I want it to. And then I get anxious about that. Yeah. So just kind of like replanning. Okay, what can I fit here? Mm-hmm. What can I? A lot of it has a lot to do with prioritization and organization mm-hmm. as far as like what it is that you need to get done. Yeah. And then really figure out what it is that you cannot do, um, which is one of my other points to just set boundaries. Especially for people. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we take care of our other family members. And, you know, if you have kids and your partners and your friends and all of that, you know, I have friends who uh, one of my friends is really good about asking. um, I have something very heavy to talk about. Are you in a mental space? Oh, I wish listen to this. Mm -hmm. Yes, they do it regularly. That's a good way to set a boundary or even on Mm -hmm. the opposite end to say, you know, I am here for you right now. I can't take that on. Can yeah. we talk about this a different yeah. time? Because I'm not in a space to take that on right now. Yeah. Because people don't. People will just start downing on yes. you. Mm-hmm. And I'm and like, I'm like well, I didn't even whoa. have energy to give to that. Yeah. You just, you depleted me even more. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it is so hard to say no because especially women our age we are stuck in this middle space of having to be things for our parents and Mm -hmm. taking care of them and all that they got going on and their drama and their you know their struggles and then if you have kids you got to do that and then if you got a man he probably needs some too and you know what i mean so you have to literally let your nose be known sometimes it's painful Mm -hmm. but the more that you keep doing it the less they will eventually stop asking for these things it's hard but it's like okay yeah what would they do if i was not here i ask the people what would your family do if you weren't here yeah to do you know what i'm saying like they have to figure it out you don't want them high and dry but you literally like you can't you can't because you're gonna break yourself no seriously yeah like yeah last week was just a rough week (laughs) by the time Keisha called me on Friday she was like you don't look like yourself what's wrong with you and I was like it's just a lot like I didn't even want to look at her Mm -hmm. in the phone she was FaceTiming me I'm like I don't I didn't even want to look at her and she's like you look like you're two seconds from a breakdown and I said honestly I don't want anyone else for the rest of the day to ask me for shit Mm -hmm. like that's how I felt all day like 
and all weekend. I'm like, I don't want anyone to need anything from me right now. Like, cause I just don't have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my very last point is solidify your support system. Yeah. Think about who you can go to um, for, you know, whatever is going on with you. You have certain friends for certain things mm-hmm. or certain family members for certain things. So think yeah. about who you can go to to help build you up. And then if you feel like if you look and you feel like you don't have any of those people, then you kind of have to kind of, you know, reconfigure. So What's like, have you, how have you all managed relationships that don't necessarily contribute what you contribute to the relationship and um, wanting a relationship, but at the same time, the fact that this person isn't contributing anything and you feel like you're constantly pouring out, pouring out, like how do you manage that relationship what are, I mean, what would the person be getting out of it by doing so much? Like, what are you? What would that person be gaining by just pouring the person that's pouring person? out? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just uh, being a support for this person because you love this person, mm-hmm. or you know, you love mm-hmm. these people. So it's like, you know, I mean, I think. You know, you get to a point where it becomes too much. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's been a theme that's recently come up for me. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to be somebody who uh, others feel like they can't come to. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes even when I don't have the capacity, I will give. Mm-hmm. And I'll give that time or that energy or that advice or whatever, even if I don't have the capacity because I want to be that go. To, yeah. you know or want to be available but you know it gets to a point especially if you're the main one outpouring mm-hmm. and they're just taking that you're going to have to cut it off to a certain extent or you're going to have to say no a few more times and yeah. you say yes so that you don't feel depleted or feel like yeah, the just... relationship is one-sided okay yeah and then just be intentional about when you would reach out you know like Okay, right now I have a little bit more in me. Some days I'm like, you know what? I feel like I'd be reaching out to everybody mm-hmm. and this is not fair. But then other days I'm like, okay, I haven't heard from this person. You know, I have it in me to say something and maybe they just really need, maybe I need to yeah. be mm. that person. You know, they're on my mind for a reason. So let me just reach out for a second and it may just be that second. And that's what it is you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but you just have to be intentional about when you do reach out yeah yeah that's all i got friends cool thanks friends yes yes take better care of yourselves my black women we all we got we literally are all we got the struggle man well transitioning into taking care of yourself and then being loved by others mm-hmm. um i wanted to for the be love segment today i forgot my little song my I, can't, little I can't remember it either. dang i'm gonna have to listen back it was some real corny i'm sure many songs it was many songs <laughs> it wasn't just one <laughs> it was it like it the, the segment be started loved by you no i don't think that was it i thought it was gonna be different every that's time that's a new one <laughs> That's a new one. We'll do that one for this time. Be loved by you. Okay, here we go. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about um, dating while black. Mm. Mm. DWB. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 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 
no for real it's real ghetto and so i just <laughs> that's exactly what i wanted to talk about because of course y'all know like i'm like newly single again i'm gonna say newly until like it's been a year because mm-hmm. it hasn't been a year but like coming back on the scene and not even like fully dating just like you know fake dating it's a i'm sorry i have to say this so i don't know if it's a song but it's like coming back on the scene with my gangsta lean <laughs> is that a song <laughs> it just reminded me of that <laughs> oh, or is it in a movie i wish i would have saw the motion <laughs> yeah Back on the scene with my gangsta lean up. Is it a, it's a song? <laughs> okay, I, okay, so it's a song. Cool. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, oh, man. Okay. You, you getting back on the scene, you know, oh being gosh. newly single. And it's, you know, and not a lot has changed, but then a lot has changed yeah. at the same time. And so, what I have. I don't know. I, I kind of wanted to talk. I, I have some questions too, but I just kind of wanted to talk about y'all experiences dating black exclusively. <laughs> um, Like, you know, do y'all feel like, first of all, how much was it emphasized when y'all were younger that you needed to like date within your race? And have y'all always dated within your race? So for me, it wasn't... It wasn't really ever emphasized. It was kind of like a, well, it, it was never emphasized, but it was like an unspoken thing. So the previous episode, mm-hmm. um, like I mentioned how like my grandmother, she like dated this white man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you know, my mother wasn't too fond of that relationship. And so she never said, oh, well, you only need to date black men. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just knew that she wasn't okay with like, dating outside of the race in the sense of like you know caucasian people Mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean i think for me like i never i've never dated outside of my race but i wasn't Mm -hmm. like it's one of those things i never really thought about Mm -hmm. um and i mean i don't know it was one of those things that you know no one i feel like no one was ever attracted to me or never came to me Mm -hmm. or approached me so it was like okay well you know i mean i like black men so i'll just stay within that Mm -hmm. um but i think you know due to some recent situations that narrative has and probably will change for me (laughs) (laughs) so my gosh (laughs) so you're gonna be venturing out you know, I'm at a point in life where it's whatever feels good and whatever feels right and healthy, I'm open to. Okay, we're going to come back to that. What okay. about you, Tyra? Um, I think as much as my family emphasized our blackness, mm-hmm. I don't ever thought I heard like or was ever straight away or pushed to be straight away from dating outside of my race because mm-hmm. I generally always have in my mom always has dated black men. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad, oh, I don't know what he be doing. <laughs> but I do have a side of my family that um, a few people have interracial dated. And, mm-hmm. you know, and nobody's ever really said anything. That's just how it has yeah. been. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I think it just was always like a... Nobody ever talked about dating white men because we don't do that. I mean, okay. 
we just <laughs> didn't like and not because of yeah nothing bad yeah. we just didn't yeah so um you know no one in my immediate family ever did not to my knowledge i don't think so i'm almost certain uh but i always did but it was nothing we ever really talked about mm-hmm. like i mean even when i was younger i remember having crushes on little boys who were like mixed and my parents would know about it and they wouldn't really say anything they would just be like oh okay he's cute mm-hmm. you know and and so i just thought that it was normal yeah, um yeah. quote quotes you know normal or whatever and so growing up i mean i dated white boys like white boys like what like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like and but they were usually white. Not that they were like appropriating, but they were just a little ghetto though. At the mm-hmm. same time, you know yeah. they they had they had some little hood tendencies, and they mm-hmm. went all straight and narrow. So except for one, he was corny. He was white, white, um, or like Mexicans and Puerto Ricans. And they were usually mixed with black. I had a Filipino who was mixed with black. So I just always dated outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't probably till I was older. I was like, uh, I kind of want like a black family. Yeah. Though. Yeah. yeah. But I was open, still open. But I was like, I want to have a black family at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming back on the scene, I'm like, I date all these chocolate men. And that's been great. Or talk to. Let me I say dated very loosely. Yeah, dating um, can be a loose thing. It's I'm 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 specifying in case yeah. they're listening. I say dated very loosely. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm considering venturing out again because I've just had some issues, and I want to talk about what are some issues y'all have trying to date within y'all's race. I mean, I've never really dated outside of my race. There was one boy. To know, like, a difference. Yeah, there was one boy when I was in high school. There was two that was white. Mm -hmm. One that I liked. And he was, like, white, but, like, you know, we could connect or whatever. But I think he was scared to date me because I was black. I'm like, I ain't going to bite. I don't know what you want. And Mm -hmm. then I just got over that. And then the other one would play, like, I mean, he was white. But he would listen to black music. He was was cool. Mm -hmm. He was cool. He was playing Pretty Ricky and shit. But he'd be... he was playing pretty Ricky. pretty Ricky. He was playing Pretty Ricky on the way to school. I would I'm hear not. it in the school parking lot. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if I've ever... I don't have anything to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just always been attracted to black men and just their aura and mm-hmm. just their whole demeanor yeah. and all of that. Um, but what I have noticed in comparing to other white couples that I see mm-hmm. is an issue of commitment mm-hmm. and wanting to commit. Mm-hmm. Um where I work with people when everybody is like 22 and 24 and married and I'll just be confused because that's not my life and not yeah. that I wanted it to be my life yeah. but like why do it gotta take you 7, 8, 9, 10, 13 2 year, 4 year you know right. to figure out you want me to be your girlfriend like I can't type right. of time and that's to be your girlfriend yeah, yeah like you know and people make a lot of jokes about mm-hmm. delaying commitment I see that on Twitter a lot yeah. somebody be like oh yeah after 10 years they married. They finally proposed, and some some black dude would be like, honestly, in my opinion, I think that's too soon. And yeah, you know, it'd be a joke, but like that is just something that I yeah have noticed. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Hmm. 
so kind of like what Tyra said, like I can't really compare because I haven't dated outside my race, but I was just talking about just some common issues that I've had mm-hmm. with dating who I've been dating. <laughs> um, I would say, um, well, commitment issues, but then also, um, you know, I, don't, I mean, I don't think that the mind games are intentional, um, but not Jeez. not knowing. Well, I mean, and they may be, but not knowing what they want and, you know, kind of jumping into something with somebody or being involved in something with somebody and, you know, going to it, not really knowing what you want and then confusing that person and then just kind of disappearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I don't know. It's just people yeah. are just. Cause I don't know what a part of what part of it is age and what part of it is, mm-hmm. you know, our just culture. And then another yeah. thing that I think that is specific to us because white men can't relate is I think some I feel like black women have a lack of protection, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I feel like on the opposite end we're all we're a majority of time taking care of them, mm-hmm. and I don't feel that same. In a general whole, yeah. that same reciprocation of us being protected and taken and, care of. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. For, yeah. I echo that. And then on top of that, being someone who, you know, I look at myself as like a strong, independent, like leading woman. Yeah. Finding a man who matches me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or if I do, then there's some insecurity and competition that yep. comes along yes. with it. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And like me and this guy was having this whole conversation last week and he was like, Oh, I just don't find women that are on the same page as me and da 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 or, or, or if they're looking for someone that's like that, then they want them to be perfect. Yeah. Then it's like, Oh, well, I, I don't, she had debt and she had finance issue. And I'm like, but you have that too, right? Exactly. Like, and so it's like, you, you want them to have all of their ducks in a row and all their shit together to, to come together with you. And, and then they're like, Oh, well, I probably got to wait another 10 years before I find somebody who's in the same space with me. And, and I was just like, is this a real conversation right now? And so that, that's just something that I've seen. Like there's, there's this whole competition and intimidation thing that comes with trying to find someone who matches you mm-hmm. and matches your ambition and shit like that or it's you don't level up high enough hmm. yes i would have to agree with that i second that <laughs> um yeah i don't is i think that men they fall for the idea of a woman and they don't realize that okay well everybody we all have our imperfections in that they want like if they are gonna get serious or commit to somebody they want this person to be this perfect ideal you know woman with all these things and all this but it's like can you bring to the table what you're asking for her Mm -hmm. to bring to the table Mm -hmm. and then it's like you know when it comes to like just outside like um you know outside features or outside things that they're wanting or looks but it's like but you don't but you not saying that you're not attractive, but it's like you have your flaws too. Right. So it's like, how can you, I don't understand that people expecting something from somebody that you can't even Provide bring. Or give. Yeah. Like, yeah. who are you? Damn it. Like, who are you to want this and that? And you can't do, you know, all yeah. these things. That's. 
Tell them who the fuck we Um, facts. Uh, I think sometimes, well, I want to ask y'all, do y'all feel like true black love still exists? And what I mean by that, it's like, I feel like we constantly get these stories of like our parents meeting or like meeting. I say that very specifically, like our parents meeting and falling for each other, our grandparents meeting and falling for each other and being together all these years through all this shit. Like, and I feel like it kind of put implanted like a certain love story Mm -hmm. in our minds I don't know still plays out today or at least not a lot like it did back in the day like I feel like it's a generational oh yeah gap that's that's happening yeah. now yeah. with what but- we thought love and relationships would be based on those stories and what we're actually experiencing so that makes me think about that whole idea of like you know you know your grandparents or you know their parents getting together and falling in love and all this and all that but like if there's such this big disconnect from before and now it's like well was that really how it really was Mm -hmm. or is or has things just changed completely Mm -hmm. so it's just like I don't know I mean I feel like back then you know like people just work through the things mm-hmm. you know and they just got through it and some people didn't get through it but they just stay together yeah, just cause true, true. so it's just like you know is it just that great of a disconnect or you know are all these situations from the past or is it real and is it people just don't want that anymore yeah i think but, that the struggle love narrative Mm. is still embedded in us somewhere Mm -hmm. that like women had to endure all this pain before Mm -hmm. and it you know Mm -hmm. the men did all this stuff and they finally realized our worth and did right I think that's still there Mm -hmm. but I know this our our generation is doing things a lot differently Mm -hmm. Um, so I am seeing a lot more stories of um, black love just looking different mm-hmm. um, because we do see like you said with our some of our grandparents and stuff like that people were together for the kids people were mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. for you know financial reasons because some people's grandmothers didn't work they yeah. were homemakers mm-hmm. and stuff like that so they had to stay with grandpa or dad or whatever and now that i think that we are seeing um there was like the black love documentary that was on own everybody should watch that it is great it is great um you have that you have the even little images of like me and somebody's son Mm -hmm. on that whole instagram um and just like how you know we are choosing to raise our children different Mm -hmm. because we are trying to give them what we didn't get yeah um so i think that it kind of looks different because i think that we are able to be more open exactly about how we feel and i don't think that our grandparents and our parents were ever given the opportunity and probably didn't express how they felt yeah you know towards each other and i i personally think that i see that now yeah Mm -hmm. that's very true i do think we used to hear a lot of um well yeah we weren't happy but we stayed together Mm -hmm. and i don't think that we're doing that as much yeah now like we like oh we ain't happy you ain't gonna make this shit work you ain't gonna step up to the plate okay well uh, i'm out of here yeah um so i do think that that's changed but it's just made me think about like as i start to build more connections with people especially like the asian generation we're in what are some different things that 
can be considered when you want to be adamant about dating within your race or you know just be adamant about making relationships like conscious relationships work i guess mm-hmm. um or dating situations work so i just had a few things one of course stay open-minded um because i think sometimes when we have like our checklist Mm -hmm. and you know what we think a perfect guy looks like or is in our mind we can kind of get uh you know closed off and boxed off and into what that is and just kind of opening up and being a little open-minded and what that may not look like uh don't be afraid to venture outside of your comfort zone um because some guys i'm like we is ghetto and i'm and i'm just not there mm-hmm. <laughs> but sometimes they be really nice mm-hmm. you know and really have their shit together and sometimes you just gotta like really tap in and get to know somebody and mm-hmm. not just read them from a distance and from yeah. a cover yeah. um to to see what it might be like experiencing something different and something new uh try unconventional ways of dating Y'all, I've been on Facebook dating for like three or four weeks, and I said I was going to blog about it, because I am, because it's a shit show. But, you know, be open <laughs> open to different ways of dating, not even just with apps. Like, I know that we have, like, speed dating in the mm-hmm. city, um, different, you know, like, single mingling events, and just being open just to put yourself out there and try something new and try something different just to meet somebody and just see where it goes, even if it's just to have fun for a while. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, manifesting what you want and leaving what's not. Because I have realized, like, the last few people that have approached me, I was like, oh, who is he coming at like this? Who I was just talking to y'all about earlier. But I was like, actually, I've been manifesting this shit because I've been <laughs> asking for this very specifically. And then when it came and was presented to me, I was like, who are you talking to? You know? Yeah. Um, and so you have to be very specific in your manifestations or... Yes. Um, you know, be prepared when it gets presented to you because you've asked for it. Um, but also if it is not what you're asking for, don't entertain it just to be entertained. Like leave it, move on. It's not worth your time or worth your energy at the same time. So those are just some things to keep in mind. Dating while black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's trial and error. Baby. Trial and error. But don't error. give up. You know, be mindful. Cause it's some fan black men. It is some. Um, my God, they. Google it, Google it. That awesome. thing is juicy. <laughs> 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 Beautiful black men, and they come in all shades. All they shades. come in all sizes. All they sizes. be different heights and shit. They, they got different be, hair and shit yes, going on. Yes, they just mm. beautiful, different vernacular. Mm-hmm. They just. They just yeah. eat black Like, these smoke don't ever let me meet him Oh, my goodness. Don't <laughs> listen. ever listen. let me meet him. All that listen. man got to do is talk to me. All you he understand? has to do is look at me. Okay? <laughs> I feel like he's looking at me when he's, you know, rapping in his videos. Yeah. I love that man. <laughs> <laughs> no, his whole, like, he's such a vibe, though. He's a like, vibe. He's just, it's just all of it, and he just seems so humble did you see yes. his new video when he didn't I have didn't a shirt on mm. Mm. i want to sit down and really be able to take it in mm. maybe i'll watch and then when it he starts speaking spanish i'm like yeah all he got to do is speak i oh, said you know that, i said her. what i that's, said what you say that's how you should start Woo! 
<laughs> Who are you, you know, black black? What did you say? You know Aisha like that. Say it again. <laughs> That's right up her alley. Right up my alley, okay? Don't let Michael B. Jordan look at me ever. All he has to do is flash that smile at me. Clothes melt off. <laughs> my clothes are on the floor. They melted off. Huh. <laughs> melted off. I feel that way about a lot of people. Luke James, Jadena, my God. Oh, Jadena. My God. First of all, this, my God. This, not that he was not fan before. This glow up he just had, though. Jadena, G O. Oh, this sleeve God did and these number. muzzles. Wait, he, did, he did a he number on right? that one. Chell, you ain't looked at him lately? No. Honey, oh, go fandom. I sit and watch all his Instagram lives and everything. And he's so black and African. And I just feel oh. like, oh, come home, baby. <laughs> <laughs> because, My eyes are such I'm just trying to be his. I don't even know if I'm Nigerian, but I'll be whatever he want me to be his Nigerian queen. I will be with his beautiful african do my ancestry.com shit and just send it to him we could be whatever can we make this work i'm gonna just send it to him oh he is that is amazing y'all see y'all boyfriend drake got both his ears pierced what drake pierced both his ears now i gotta okay (laughs) (laughs) first of all you said our boyfriend and then that kind of threw me off first and so it is y'all boyfriend oh i thought you said our no y'all's i meant i meant y'all's y'all boyfriend yeah y'all your yeah, not mine. I watched that interview like three times. The interview was like an hour and a half long, and I watched I it. What? No. You didn't watch this interview that from the beginning of the year? No, Jenny. I think I've seen like clips of it, but no, I haven't watched it. Have you all. been? You just sit and watch it for an hour and talking like no. he's talking about the type of woman he wants. Ooh, okay, let me have on that. Oh, the baby. <laughs> I like his whole. Listen, that's what I'm, okay. his whole swag. Is, I let you talk about Michael B. Jordan. The B stands for boring. I let you talk about him. Ooh, I, <laughs> I let Whoa. you have your Whoa. moment. I feel attacked. The baby is a I'm beautiful attacked. man. No, no, no. I'm attacked. The baby is just a beautiful man. Like his whole yeah. persona. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. That's his mouth is. and the things that come out of it. <laughs> Just right. he has a he's a very beautiful person. Mm-hmm. Like you ain't gotta like his look. That, that's what I mean. I just like black no, men. His they swag. swag. That's what I mean. Black yeah. men. I love y'all. Love y'all. See, this is a great segue into the be you. Get us there. Uh-huh. Get us confidence. There. Yes. Oh my God. Wait. <laughs> What? Wait, 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 what? When did he do that? <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Showing, I'm showing, catching her up on Jadena real quick because apparently Jenny been under a rock. Where'd she be at? She didn't know the box was out. She didn't know Jadena was fine. Oh, I knew he was fine. I didn't know he got finer. Oh, he got finer. Hold on. Hold on, sis. Oh, yeah. He got finer. Like. Like he's, he's, a, he's a magical man masterpiece magical just take me he just rains magic wherever you want this tattoo took me out like mm. the whole tribal yes yes i need the whole thing yes, okay ma'am. sorry y'all okay but we yeah, love black man, men so black we men do. who are listening now y'all know we yeah, love y'all in case y'all, y'all ever wonder i just be acting up but we love y'all we, we still we here love y'all we still here we still here mm-hmm. so building confidence as a black woman I feel like just confident. Okay, look. You okay, sorry. Stop. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Wait, I just showed them Drake's earrings because you know they love. Though, like I just listen this and beard. I turn. <laughs> 
Jimmy, we have to go so, find him this year. Jimmy. Look, like we have to look at like him. I want Sorry. to be somewhere on the stage with him. We can him. be laying together. Like cause he's corny. Like we yeah. can be corny. Can together. I lay with y'all? Look, I'm can I lay with y'all? Can I lay with y'all? <laughs> no. <laughs> that man is fine. Okay. Okay, I ain't gonna interrupt okay. you no more. Third time's a charm, Jenny. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Be, we we being confident. Confident. Tell mm, us. Tell us. Okay, so I feel like the term confidence or just like what building confidence look like. I feel like it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I feel like that term is just kind of talked about in a like simple form like oh well just be more confident just be more confident Mm -hmm. but it's like what does that mean right what does that mean and like what does that look like for you and I feel like as a black woman it's so I feel like over the years it's just been so difficult to do so because we have so many things like against us um and we're used we're you know the minority of the group and then you know when you talk about racism and sexism there's like so many things against us so it's like we're constantly trying to dig ourselves, you know out of a hole and so it's like you know what are some things that you've experienced in your life that you feel like women outside of our race may not have experienced to kind of interfere or like to not to make I guess to make you like feel kind of less confidence less confident about yourself with our hair specifically no oh like what are some things that you've experienced in your life that you feel like you have experienced that other races like outside of the black community may not have experienced to make you feel less confident about yourself over the years or just whenever i think um something even when i was skinny I thought I was fat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we talk about that. Like, we look back and like, oh, bitch, you was skinny. Like, what mm-hmm. was we talking about? Um, but I've always had, like, thicker thighs. Like, I've always mm-hmm. just still been meaty, meaty in my thighs, which I love now. But, like, when I was growing up, my mom, like, would be real weird about me wearing skirts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And when I worked at, like, certain internships, and this was, like, when I was in high school, worked at certain internships, and one of my supervisors pulled me inside. I was like, you can't wear like dresses and skirts like that. And like, they weren't short mm-hmm. or anything. Um, they weren't tight, but my form showed because right. I had hips and thighs. And she's like, like, I heard like the male workers talking about you. Like you can't wear stuff like that. Cause it brings bad attention to you. And so like, it made me self-conscious very mm-hmm. young as to, okay, well, this is literally what I look like. So then how am I supposed to dress? Whereas a white girl could come in wearing the exact same thing and not have to deal with that type of criticism um, or talks about mm-hmm. being inappropriate, even if they were on the thicker side. I never really heard that. And so, like, I hear about it now, about it being, oh, you saw her skirt? Her skirt was a little short. Mm -hmm. But never to the point if it was a black girl wearing that same skirt. Like, everybody would be talking about it and have something to say, and she might be pulled aside type of thing. And so that definitely made me, like, less confident to really express myself through Mm -hmm. clothing or dress like I want to dress because... People always had something to say about my shape, mm-hmm. which I felt like my shape was just a black woman's shape, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, just 
society's standards of beauty and then us you know obviously we don't fit society's standards of beauty and we're not supposed to but prior to social media and all of that you know that is what we had to Mm -hmm. go through so all of the things that we had to do and just to try to fit those standards Mm -hmm. like processing our hair and perms and how much money we spend Mm -hmm. to look appropriate Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. because of society and i feel like other women just look grown yes that's exactly what it is Mm -hmm. we have Mm -hmm. to go through so much to look groomed and we're so we're reminded even if it's very simple microaggressions about Mm -hmm. how we don't look as groomed mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Aisha said but mm-hmm. it's just a constant battle of how much more we have to prep to look that part or we previously did mm-hmm. yeah um and I think other women didn't probably didn't have to you know yeah. go through all those steps that we have to go through to look like to, ourselves just yeah. think about how much you know we have had to spend on beauty products alone foundation how mm-hmm. much how many trial and errors you know oh have God. you tried mm-hmm. how much money products. i've wasted yeah. trying yeah. to match my foundation or make you know right and right prior to you know having more colors mm-hmm. yes yes yeah. and all that range but yeah i mean yeah prior to all of that even women of other races like mm-hmm. you know asian women or whatever they they still have that fair skin mm-hmm. the yeah. undertone may be different but right. Right. we just didn't legitimately have our color yeah. at all mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know for me i mean kind of along the lines of what you had mentioned aisha i feel like the biggest thing that has kind of um made me feel less confident is like my body and image and like how I feel about myself because of like well one just growing up and I think kind of like you know my like at home being instilled in me that oh well you're showing too much like you can't wear that because Mm -hmm. men are gonna look at you you can't you know do this and do that and so you know as I grew up like I didn't like like one showing certain parts of my body Mm -hmm. but then also just being the center of attention Mm -hmm. like I was always told that you know like you shouldn't you know be the center of attention well not in that like yeah like not in that way right in that way but you know that you need to like be quiet and be silent and so I think that for so long I felt like okay well I don't know how to operate outside of Mm. not being visible Mm -hmm. and so I kind of became invisible and I feel like a lot of people experience it I mean depending on like how you grew up but also just like um like just what society the pressure that society puts on you for you to look a certain way for you to you know dress and be a certain way and then also just like like outside uh races but sometimes even within our own like race like what the ideal like beautiful woman looks like and if you not if you're not that then you know like you aren't considered beautiful or you aren't considered bad or whatever Mm -hmm. you know people want to call it and it's like you know how do you how do you go through all that but then also be able to be confident in where you're at and like own you know your own style Mm -hmm. and what it is that you want to look like without feeling like okay well I'm less than in that you know I'm not gonna um, get the attention that I want because I don't look like what everybody else looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some um, ways that you think that um, women just over the years, well, not over the years, what are some ways that you feel like you've 
gain your confidence and like was it something that you did intentionally or like do you feel like it just gradually happened over time I think I've always been myself whatever that version of me is at that time in my life Mm -hmm. and um I definitely remember being slightly uncomfortable with being myself Mm -hmm. I mean I didn't really know any other way to be um, but I knew that trying to conform to other people um, made me even more uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I had to accept that everybody is not going to accept me yeah. in the things that I do and how I style myself. But um, I just had to step out of my box and just own it, mm-hmm. you know, especially now that I am older. I have always been like a very Afrocentric person. So imagine me as a kid. I kind of was like <laughs> the same way. Um, and I'm sure people talked about the way I dressed and everything. But mm-hmm. I, I just was like, I don't I don't know any other way but to be myself. Yeah. Because trying to be like other people, you know, mm-hmm. didn't work. But thankfully, the friend, the group of friends that I had and where how I grew up, it was pretty much okay for me to be myself and I just think with my personality Mm -hmm. that made it just be oh that's just who she is Mm -hmm. especially because my group of friends were all so different yeah um that it just like that oh that's just who they are as people so I think that's what it was and then growing up pretty much with the same group of friends Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. elementary middle school high school made it a lot easier too yeah for me to just be myself because we were all just you know Mm -hmm being ourselves but i feel like i've always been this way it wasn't until of course now like i said when i got about 27 28 that i'm like okay this is like really who i am Mm -hmm. i mean i'm still figuring it out but like i'm way more comfortable just being my free self Mm -hmm. yeah 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 i was pretty much gonna say the same thing i mean i know i had like a like a post-divorce glow up a little bit Mm -hmm. and it it really had nothing to do with my divorce it was just more so like oh like I really taken the time to care for myself and explore myself and show who I was like internally Mm -hmm. and so I lost weight I was taking care of myself I was figuring out my hair and how I like it Mm -hmm. and figuring out my style and owning it a little better and you know just different things like that that just and as you put that out and Mm -hmm. get good response back with just truly being who you are and Mm -hmm. not trying to piece other people together and seeing if it works or if you like it Mm -hmm. um that just helped me be more confident in who I am because people were seeing me for that Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so one thing that I do like about you know being black is the fact that there's so many different layers Mm -hmm. and there's so many different ways that you can look Mm -hmm. but at the same time I think it's a little bit um it's a little bit it can be a little bit overwhelming because it's like especially like if you weren't you know not necessarily taught but exposed to you know how to kind of think about what it is how you want to look or being able to be creative or express how you want to mm-hmm. you know present yourself to the world you can kind of be or at least from my personal experiences kind of in the space of not necessarily trying to be like somebody else but not knowing how I want to be um and then just not really showing who I am at all so kind of just yeah. feeling like this 
blank slate of, well, I don't really know how I want to be, you know, I'm not trying to be like somebody else, but figuring out how I can, you know, become who I want to become. And then I feel like a theme that kind of what we've just been talking about is like, you know, you you build confidence when you are just who you are mm-hmm. um and taking that time to like pour back into yourself and i think that as i've gotten older and over the past few years that's something that i've thought about or that's something that i've been able to do more of is to like own who i want to be because i've always kind of in specifically when it comes to like dating people because I've always dated people and I feel like based on who I was dating I was kind of trying to um like not necessarily dress or look but kind of appease this person Mm -hmm. and so you know whenever I would move from situation relationship like how I wore my hair or how I dress or how I moved it was because I thought that this person would like 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 it it. and I never really took time to like think about well what what do I like you Mm -hmm. know do is this what I like you know is this what I want to look like and so I think part of building your confidence is taking time to figure out you know what what do you want to be like you know what it what do you want to look like um and then also just like taking time to make make a list of everything that you are and that you aren't um because it's like you don't really know um you know who you are until you figure out what it is that you feel like you're good at and the Mm -hmm. things that you feel like you don't do well at um and then also a thing that I mentioned that I struggle with is like finding my voice Mm -hmm. um and so I feel like once you find your voice you'll be more confident to feel like you are where you're supposed to be or like being at those certain tables that you feel like you probably weren't previously accepted at um and then also um just under understanding your culture um which you know being a black person but then also um think about the people that like came before you because I feel like with me I mentioned in a previous like episode like you know I didn't grow up learning about Mm -hmm. you know black people or I didn't the black culture and history and stuff like that besides like what I learned in schools Mm -hmm. and so like we were talking about um you know like the different things that happened with the black girl magic and stuff like that and it's like I had no idea that you know I can be this type of woman or that Mm -hmm. women like that existed and so knowing that can be possible for you and figuring out like those steps that you would need to take in order for you to get there yeah so yeah were you gonna say something? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, that's all I have for you. It's good. <laughs> snap, snap. Thanks, Jenny. Snap, snap. You gonna wrap us up with our shispiration? Yes, I will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. So the shispiration um, for this week is leveling up requires you to let go um, of everything that isn't aligned with where you want to go. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I be listening, then my brain got to process, process it. it. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And I'll be like, yeah. Leveling, leveling up. Leveling up. Level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. We got to dance to that. Dance cardio. I bet you do. I've been getting it. I bet you have. I just have. want y'all to come one day. Jenny came. I want I y'all will. to come. I'll come. Okay. Listen, I've been doing Zumba and we've been getting some moves in. So I really? probably better. Mm-hmm. Ooh, oh, look yeah. at you. I ain't know. Go ahead. It's some Zumba through our work. Oh, oh that's nice. 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 
that is nice well hopefully y'all enjoyed this episode yes. friends um hopefully you enjoyed hearing from joy, joy yeah and uh enjoyed figuring out how to take better care of yourself yep. how to find your confidence yep. and how to date while being black mm-hmm. keep following our campaign yes. on all our platforms at strength of she on ig the strength of she llc on facebook strength of she.com yeah and as always join our conversation by following us and tagging us at shenanigans underscore pod as always bye bye <laughs>